Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Apple. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. He's just laughing at something. I'm not really I, sure what. Davis, I still need to send you money. <laughs> Joe, thanks oh, for not yeah. reminding me again. <laughs> uh, I did not remind My you, bad. but uh, yeah, guess the uh, guess the show will do that to you. Yeah. Um, anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. This week we're going to be covering the second base and third base position uh, as we continue our position previews heading into the regular season. Uh, but before we get into that, let's do our business and, uh, remind you guys to, you know, hit the subscribe buttons, hit the like buttons, leave those comments, those reviews, wherever you're watching and listening. We appreciate it. It goes a long way in helping us out. Um, also guys, if you haven't done so already, you need to move your leagues over to fan tracks. Um, that's the place to play guys. Uh, the, the most free customizations you could possibly have. Uh, the the deepest player pool. H and I say it every single week on this show. That's that's the way to go. Um, all of our leagues that we control are over there. Um, I you know I'm in some in, in some other leagues that are that are elsewhere, but I definitely prefer the Fantrax product over everywhere else. Um, go ahead and jump over to Fantasy Six Packs or Fantrax.com slash Fantasy Six Pack and uh, create your free account and move your leagues today. Um, and then also <clears throat> can't. Can't go without mentioning, become a an all-access member to Fantasy Six Pack. You're going to get access to our award-winning rankings. We've got our draft cheat sheets. We've got our DFS tools and projections. We've got betting content, DFS content. And then, most of all, we've got our Discord, which we've got some free channels, but you can get access to some of those member-only channels, which will be AMA special, special content as well. You'll get direct access to all the analysts there to have all of your specific league questions answered whether it be baseball football basketball hockey golf you name it we're 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 doing it over there so jump into their fantasy six pack.net slash plans and use promo code f6pmlb for 15 percent off all right i'm tired already just from saying all that so um Let's let's jump in and, and welcome our guest here. Uh, returning to the show, glad to have him back, Mr. Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. What's going on, man? Not much, you know, doing my thing. It's uh, you know, Super Bowls in the rearview mirror, fantasy baseball in full gear, uh, everything crushing it over at uh, Fantasy Alarm. We're doing we're doing our draft guide for free, so mm-hmm. you can just go over to fantasyalarm.com and get a free draft guide including my rankings adam ronis's rankings uh you know and all the all the all the fixings there so uh you know just kind of doing the usual here all right man sounds good um all right so before we jump into our content let's do our beer slash maybe a little something else of the week Mm, beer (laughs) so Howard is not drinking tonight, but uh, I think he's partying on his own, his own way. So, uh, yeah, if you're watching, you know exactly what that means. A little puff, puff, pass. It's all right. We, uh, we good. Children, don't do, don't try this at home. Um, <laughs> family show, Joe. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is why we had to move to nine thirty. It's not it's because legal I'm all in late. my state. This is legal. This is one hundred percent legal it, in my state. It, it, it is here too. So, so we're age. good. Yeah, of age exactly. Thing. That's why I say the, children. The, the gray exactly. in the beard. Yeah, I had to um, shave mine because it was way too much gray and didn't didn't. Uh, um, AJ, what what you got? I myself am drinking the other half. Fourth anniversary is a zombie. Uh, apparently, this is a quadruple dry hopped triple IPA. Hmm, okay, ten percenter Citra Galaxy Enigma Eldorado Mosaic 
and Citra Cryo hops. All right. Pretty damn good. I am drinking an... It's from the Vale Brewing Company. It's in Richmond, Virginia. You would think the Vale, like you would think it would be like a Colorado beer. It is definitely not. Um, but it is called HMU HMU. I tried to look up what it stands for. Hit me no, up. No hit idea. me up. That's kind of what I thought, but I, no confirmation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's two people now that think that. Are you so. not down with the children's lingo these days, Joseph? I don't want to make assumptions because we know what happens. Uh, but anyway, it is a, uh, a double dry hopped IPA. Um, it's it's good stuff. I've had a couple of these already, so um, uh, right. not today, well, but not today, but uh, Super Bowl party and, and other times. So cheers, guys! Cheers and cheers! All right, let's jump into our second base position, and um, you know, Howard, when I look at the second base position this year, I think. There's a lot of star power near the very, very top, and then it sort of peters out um, pretty quickly where there's just a lot of you're really hoping and praying it feels like when you take some of these guys, even even you know <laughs> middle middle rounds, right? That's kind of how I feel. Um, so it's got like it's gonna be hard because you know every position you want to go early and get those guys, right? But this feels like one of those positions where you're either gonna get one of those like top two, top three guys and feel really good about it, or you might just need to just wait and because they're all kind of blah. What's your thoughts and how are you attacking this position come your drafts? I mean, real funny that we're actually doing second and third base because I, I kind of feel the same way about both yes. positions. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. It's very top heavy. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna want to grab a Jazz Chisholm or an Andres Jimenez or an Ozzy, like you're, you're gonna have an Altuve, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to jump early for it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get it done like that. Um, or yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, you go down the list, uh, and it ain't pretty. But, you know, listen, y- you can't be great at every single position. You're not going to get the top guy at every position. So you're going to have to, you know, pick and choose your moment. So when it comes to second base and third base, I'll I'll jump early for one, but not for both. Yeah, okay. I agree, AJ. Any- yeah, <laughs> I, I agree, too. I mean, it's it, like you said, you can't have every position be the best possible player out there as much as you want find out that you can make that happen in a one, maybe two person draft where you're also the second person. But yeah, I think uh, I, I'm all for diving early for one of these. And I'm usually lean more towards second uh, just to, to make sure I lock that one up. Yeah, it's uh it, it's tough. It, it's it, they're they're not pretty, which is why we kind of put them together, right? And they were very similar, you know, depth lacking positions. <laughs> so they they kind of made a good combo show here. So uh, I, not probably a whole lot more to say there about the strategy. You know, I think we all kind of said it already. But uh, let's jump into the uh, the first player question here. AJ, you got the floor. First player question, why you done me dirty, Wit? Why? <laughs> What'd you do? What'd I do to you? What did I say about your family? I, I don't even remember. But, man, Merrifield crushed me last year. I was very excited to have him. I actually had him in, in all of my leagues, every single league. Oof. So it was your fault. I, I had this guy. So, <laughs> so, I know so you're saying I, yeah, I you need looking, to listen to looking the through your rankings. Show yeah. <laughs> you need to listen to the fantasy yes. alarm show more. I do. I asked, I asked Jim Bowden about Whit Merrifield last year. And I, I mean, listen, and Merrifield, you know, good guy, right? Talented player, steal you some bases, the mm-hmm. second base in the outfield eligibility. So good, but he was right. You know, the, the, the declining numbers, you're seeing it steadily happen. And, you know, a guy could conceivably just, fall off a cliff remember remember adam dunn like all of a sudden adam dunn went from hitting 40 home runs uh to all of a sudden hitting two and that was it and merrifield's been a steady you know somewhat of a steady decline but yeah we got it kind of got warned off him i you can't go back to him like this is not like the you know let's have a rebound year for him i i i'm I'm not touching him he done you dirty 
hold that hold that pain hold that <laughs> that right right here deep in I'm, your heart i'm going to i'm going to and uh you know it's amazing to me that he fell off even harder after he got traded i didn't think it was possible because he was so bad and then he just couldn't even the field to show everybody just how terrible he was so yeah i'm 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 done he's dead to me forever now so i i never bought sorry jim i should listen to you last year i never bought into merrifield as like a great fantasy player but like you know it's at a second base position that was always kind of thin, I was like, "Well, all right. I mean, could be worse, right? You won't. You're not going to really get any power, but hell, I'll take 30 steals. Like you would have thought that could be the floor for him. Uh, you know, you'll take close to 80, 90 runs or whatever it would be. You know, a solid batting average. You know, he's never been bad at that. I did last year. Like, I mean, you're talking fall off a rock, like fall off a cliff. Jeez, I mean. Yeah. He dove he into the rock. He dove. He dove off the off the bridge into In, a rock. Like he clock. just killed himself. Like it was bad, man. Like <laughs> sixteen steals, two like dropped twenty five points in batting average. I mean, it can't possibly get any worse than that this year. I don't feel like, but yeah, I'm out. Oh, but it possibly could. Oh, it could because the Red Sox have decided not to try. He's still on Toronto. So let me remind you, he's he still Toronto? on Toronto. Uh, why was I thinking Red Sox? I don't know why. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know who else went to Toronto? Maybe we'll get to him a little later on the show. Huh? Matt Chapman went to Toronto. Yeah, he didn't do yeah. squat either. Yeah, nope. I mean, hey, they they've traded a bunch of players, so he's gonna have playing time somewhere. You feel like, but it's ugh, I don't really know which, which, um, which one. I feel like Chapman when Billy Bean trades a player, you want to avoid that player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so jump it over here, and you mentioned him earlier, Jazz Chisholm. Um, coming off an injury again, but had an amazing season when he was on the field. Um, rankings, ADP for this guy are all over the place. Uh, people love him. People hate him. That's kind of how it is. Like, there's really no kind of middle ground for him. Like, you're either kind of all in or you're all out on him. Um where do you sit on Jazz Chisholm? Um, I'm, listen, I'm a huge fan, and if you know, if you're sitting there in what, like the fourth round, fifth round, and you know, and and you need some stolen bases. See, here's the thing. I mean, Chisholm might not be ready yet, you know, for that that big breakout season. But here's a kid who definitely has 30-30 potential, even mm-hmm. even in the uh, you know playing for the Marlins. He's moving out to center field. Uh, which should be really interesting to sit and, and watch that and, and how that develops. Um, I just, you know, I'm a big fan of the player. I love the skill set. I really do. I think that he's got strong plate discipline in him. I think he's good on the base paths. So I'm, I'm definitely in on him. I mean, it won't, it won't crush my soul to not get him. Like we said, if you're, if, if you don't get one of those top guys, you can just sit and wait. Um, but like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I got to get Jazz Chisholm. I got to get him because I'm just, you know, I, I would be happy with him this year. But I think the breakout still might be a year off. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing ADPs <clears throat> mostly in like, I mean, the highest I see is 35. The lowest I see is 112, which is bizarre. Uh, but then 55s and 56 and 40s. So more up there. But there is truly the outlier i won't name the site to call him out but uh and the rankings are the same way so it doesn't surprise me that the that the adp is there for that site as well um yeah i mean i'm in on jazz as well i like him i think the talent is there is just he's got to stay on the field um and then and obviously the marlins are going to hold him back as a lineup you know with some of the counting stats but you know you'll take that where you can get him especially at a very weak second base position yeah, I, I'm a fan of his as well. Um, I drafted him super late last year as just a, a flyer, you know, hoping something would pan out. And he was pretty damn good until he, uh, you know, got injured and everything, obviously. But I I can definitely see him having a, a slower start and then hopefully picking up towards the end of the season. And then, uh, you know, next year starting that takeoff too, uh, like you're saying there, Howard. So now we can dip into a little story time here, and that would be 
what's the story with Trevor? The tantalizing tale of the tussle between talent and torment. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry for the alliterative. Uh, awesome. a beautiful but alliteration. I love it. <laughs> well I, uh... Like the James Joyce of fantasy baseball all of a sudden. <laughs> Don't let him fool you. He had that written yes. in his diary for a couple weeks now. I, <laughs> I, I did. Oh, the I voice did. from above. Well, yes. All, all I can think of out. is story, novella, story, novella. And I was like, nope, not going that way. So this is what I came up with instead. Um, and the diary never lies. But the story with Trevor is that this guy was pretty fantastic when he came up. Um, didn't play a ton, was kind of, you know, looked at as a bit of an injury guy, at least by me early, because it burned in my, my brain there. But he has played pretty much every, you know, every season he's he's gotten at least 140 games um, until last Showing year. hard. Damn, I haven't heard in yes. a while. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the next BJ Upton. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, AJ. Just... Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, so what are your uh what are your expectations here for for mr story this year i don't really have any i mean he's 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 not coming back till the second half right it's an elbow injury so i, I need to see what he looks like swinging a bat mm-hmm. i can't yeah. i can't take a guy who's had this major of an injury on the elbow, uh, sight unseen, and expect him to go back to being the, the player that he once was. You know, it didn't translate all that. I mean, it was it was good in Boston going from Colorado, but you know, this is definitely a um, this is a player on the decline, and I'm just not really I'm not interested, especially uh, you know, I mean, if you've got unlimited IL spots and he's sitting there in the 24th round of your draft and oh you know yeah. maybe take a shot there but even so i mean you just i just don't know what you're getting out of him anymore hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, yeah. Hard pass I, I, for I me. It's 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 not it's not anything that that I'm interested in. It's even when he is right, it's just so inconsistent. I mean, he had like a really hot stretch there for a brief period last last season, and then it. But other than that, man, it was it was bad. I mean, it, he was hard to roster. Um, you know, I play in a lot of like weekly head to head leagues and I mean, most weeks he killed you. So that's, it's brutal. Um, so I don't know if AJ, you got anything to add or we can just move on. No, we can, we can, we're done with the story. Close the book on Trevor. No. All right. So wait, are we back to Whitmerryfield? <laughs> <laughs> uh Gleber Torres um interesting player I mean he was he was really good you know a few years back then just sort of died for like two straight years um you know really was out of favor in New York it felt like um but last year everything just clicked back for him um do you think he can reproduce last year's season and and uh, and really make up for his his ADP right now? Um, I mean, listen, I, you know, as, as much as I, I I like him, as much as I I think that he's got uh, some potential to to take a step forward, we've kind of been waiting on him for a while now. I mean, I remember when he was the hottest prospect in the Cubs organization, uh, and it was a coup that the Yankees pried him away and he really hasn't done all that much. And I, so I don't, I don't really, 
you're getting a, I mean, this is a mid range guy who unfortunately probably sees a little bit higher of an ADP because of name recognition uh, and, and the allure of possibly blowing up for the Yankees. Like, wouldn't that be great? So I don't mind him, but you know, again, where he's going right now might be a little, a little on the high side for me, maybe a, a, a round or two too much. Yeah, I, Torres is is tough for me because I had him way back when in the dynasty league uh, when he was a cub, and I was a little up when he got traded. And like, yeah, okay, I can deal with this. Maybe he'll take over for Jeter, and yeah, not so much. Um, <laughs> I mean, just just looking looking at it from a stats thing for me. It, He's he's kind of worse off than than Story is in the fact that he just doesn't play more than 140 games. Um, so it, it's hard to to look at somebody who you, at th- this point it'd be it looked at it's going to miss some time. He's going to miss games. He's not going to necessarily have to up against um, you know. His K rates going up slightly. Um, yeah, it's not a bad His ISO is uh, okay. I just no. Yeah, I mean you're breaking up a little bit, AJ. So I'm just going to cut in here. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Glee- Torres is a guy, and and I actually like. It's weird. He's he's kind of like this this bridge to like another tier if you're looking at ADP. So like there's like a Andres Jimenez at 85 overall uh, consensus ADP. Then he's at 117. And then there's like another gap to Max Muncy at like 130. And then there's just like a whole group of players right in that category. I'm fine passing at Torres and building other positions because I feel like the difference between like a Muncy or a Jorge Polanco or a Brandon Lowe or a Lau or whoever, right, at that point in the draft isn't any worse than Torres. So like when we're talking about, you know, drafting value wise, taking Torres there, you're not, you're not gaining any value over waiting a little bit. Um, you just don't want to then wait for like the Merrifield tier, which we've already right. mentioned. So careful. <laughs> it does get bad and very bad, very quick. Um, but speaking of Andre Jimenez, AJ, you, uh, you good now? I do. <laughs> yes, I'm. What do you mean? Am I good? That's, that's I don't know. You me. were breaking up there for a little bit. Oh, I, I mean, you tell me. Am I good? Do you hear me? Good. All right, keep going. Much <laughs> less like now? Max Headroom right now. <laughs> yeah, that's In that's one for the old folks who are watching. Yeah. In 2021, Mr. Jimenez was a much welcome surprised, uh, you know, source for two usually kind of punnable categories and that's stolen bases and average because we've seen how they've kind of fallen off. So what do you think we can legitimately see from AG in these specific categories this year and, and a little bit all around as well? So I actually, you know, it was kind of funny going into the season last year. I really, I wasn't high on him and as at all. Um, you know, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't think he was anything special. I thought he was going to be like yet another one of those light hitting middle infielders yeah. who's, you know, slick with the glove and they're going to, they're going to leave him in there so that because he, he's, you know, great in the double play, you know, combo. But overall, I wasn't really sure um, if he was going to hit. And then, you know, we, we saw what he, so I'll say this, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the strikeouts and the uh, and the batting average on balls in play now that he's coming off of such a, a strong season. So, um, but I mean, if, if this kid can go 2020 again, or at least really close, 17, 15, something in that range, um, and bat 270, 275, then I'm I'm definitely all in. I think if, if people are, are super worried about the um, you know, the uh, the strikeouts and the batting average, I think yeah, okay, the batting average can pull down. I don't see him as a 300 hitter, but I do see him as a 270 guy. And listen, I think that's completely fine for uh, for this day and age. 
Yeah, I mean the strikeout rate like isn't bad though. I mean twenty percent strikeout. I mean in this day and age, that's that's pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, you know absolutely. he had a high BABIP last year, but and so you would think okay normally that's going to come down, but we're getting rid of the shift, so maybe it stays around the same. <laughs> well, that that I love. That that's I mean, going to be crazy. If, if that's, I mean, I, I didn't. He didn't strike me as being a dead pull hitter, but if they were victimizing him with the shift, that's that's definitely a, a thing in his favor right now. Great point, then. Great. Point. Yeah, I mean, he was. It was sort of you know fifty fifty with the with the split and non split for him. So it was, uh, you know, it without it, I could I could only see things at least staying the same with him as far as a batting average. So he's a he's kind of a safe guy in my opinion to take. He's not gonna like win you a category. He's not gonna really like propel you to the top, but he's a guy who's not gonna hurt you. That's that's how I see him. And and when you start getting deeper into the second base position, that is perfectly fine. So Jimenez yeah. isn't a yeah. direct target of mine, but if it comes down to it, I'm not going to be sad walking out of drafts with Andres Jimenez. That is for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so to close out the second base position, Howard, we like to grab, we like to ask our guests a favorite late round target. You know, if you, Ooh. especially those playing middle infielders, multiple utilities, or you just decided to like punt second base for whatever reason. Who are you looking at? So I got two guys who go pretty late and one surprisingly pretty late. Like everybody, everybody jumped off the Jonathan India bandwagon. I, I don't even know why, like why? Like, Cause he had a down sophomore year. Seriously. The ballpark power. He's got some speed. Sure. The hair's a little greasy and you're like, Oh geez, I don't know what's going to change the motor oil kid. <laughs> but I mean, just I, I, you know, I, I think that he'll he'll find his center. I think he still has to level off as a player. So I'm not worried about, you know, uh, this horrendous batting average. I, I think he's definitely going to be a quality guy. I don't think the Reds are a good ball club, but I think that he could stand out for them. And that ballpark is uh, is absolutely fantastic. My other guy, though, who's like even like the deeper sleeper than that. Um, is Miguel Vargas for uh, for the Dodgers. Um, here's a kid who, uh, well, and right now he's dealing with a fractured pinky, so he's not even hitting the bat. He's not even hitting again right now. He's just, but they put him in the field. So clearly they're not that concerned about this mm-hmm. injury. He'll probably be swinging a bat in a couple of days. Um, just keep him on your radar because here's a kid, again, who could have, you know, he, he could give you 10 to 12 home runs and he could give you 15 to 20 stolen bases. I mean, there's the thing, you know, with the with the new rules coming up in, uh, in in MLB, and I'm not even talking about the bigger bigger bases. I'm talking about things like um, that the pitcher, uh, a limited number of times that he can, you know, yeah. throw to first base, or let alone step off the rubber. So that's going to kind of change mm-hmm. things up a little bit more. The shift being banned again, that's going to be a, a huge thing with this. Also, I think we are going to see an uptick in stolen bases. So when you see one of these guys who you know, you think, ah, oh, 10 to 15 stolen bases, you might be able to pencil them in more on the 15 to 20 side based on what we could potentially be seeing in steals. So, you know, nobody's in on Miguel Vargas. Nobody knows. In some leagues, in some, some software, he actually qualifies only at first base because that's where he was playing a bunch last year for whatever reason. But he's going to end up playing second base for the Dodgers. Um, and there's good conversation right now that he's actually going to uh, be on the opening day roster uh, as the starting second baseman. He could, they could lock him in. Because Gavin Lux is now over in uh, at, at shortstop right now, mm-hmm. and there's no, you know, Turner is not sitting there at third pushing anybody else around. So Miguel Vargas could be a guy that you want to uh, pay attention to. That's a that's a great name. You stole you stole my job yeah. in India, so I'm I'm having to search here for another <sighs> one. But. Uh... <laughs> Love it when I when I match the guests. AJ, you got anybody for late targets? Yeah, uh, not really. Um, <laughs> we cover. Uh, I mean, I, maybe maybe Segura, um, but uh, other than that, not no, not really. Yeah, that's, I, that's why I tend to jump at second base. Yeah, <laughs> a, a guy who, who I'm kind of looking at, and he might. 
he might sink your batting average, but I'm hoping the shift helps him a little bit, is Isaac Paredes, uh, the Rays. Uh, somebody who showed that he, he, he's got some pop in his bat last year, hitting 20 bombs, kind of out of nowhere. Didn't expect that at all. He, he kind of went on some like really hot runs to, to get there. Um, but right now he's penciled in as the starting third baseman, but he's going to have second base eligibility. 205 average really hurts. But again, he had a 195 bat bip. It's weird. He actually wasn't shifted on a lot, so that might not go up a ton. But, you know, I think any lack of shift is going to help anybody. And I really think that you expect a bad bit of a 195 to, to go up at least a little bit with somebody who can who can hit the ball as, as hard as he can at times. So um, I think he's a guy who maybe later on in the drafts, if you're lacking some power and you're a little weak at middle infield, things like that, then then, uh, you know, Perez is, is somebody that you can target for those kind of categories. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's move uh, over into third base. And again, kind of the same thought as second, as you said, Howard, you know, again, this, it's weird because, what was this, like three years ago, we were looking at this position going, man, what a nice, this is the sweet group of players. You could wait on this position. It's so deep. Now it's just, mm. It's not good. Not good at all. Um, you know, <laughs> we're talking so maybe good. maybe slightly deeper than second. I'd say I'm safe to go like six or seven deep, and I feel good. Second base is like maybe four. Um, after that, it is just like, uh, I'm looking at all these names, and I don't really want any of them after that. Um, so with that being said, I know we already – kind of said the strategy but just for anybody listening late um how are you attacking third base uh very similar to second base i mean you, you hit it not in the nail on the head there seven there's like seven guys six or seven probably seven mm-hmm. uh that that you can trust and the problem is is that their adp uh you know sits you know he, You've got Jose Ramirez at the top, who's like, you know, third or fourth overall mm-hmm. for everybody. And then by the time you get down to like Alex Bregman, maybe Gunnar Henderson, uh, you know, that you're, you're, you're looking at an ADP of like 72. So that's yeah. actually, it's a pretty strong ADP for the top seven third baseman out there. So you're going to have to, Again, either act on one of those guys, except that, you know, accept one of those seven and formulate your plan there. Or, yeah, you're going to you're going to wait because there's, you know, there's even a huge, huge disparity in ADP. When you look at like the eighth guy, I'm talking about like, you know, if you're looking at like the NFBC um, ADP right there. It's like, you know, you got Gunnar Henderson in like, you know, like mid 70s. He's actually on NFBC. And then all of a sudden you're boom, you're down into like the, the next guy is like 120. Yeah, no, it's crazy, and like it's even it's it's even like a stronger gap. So like the first six through Arenado is in the top like 30. Then Bregman's in like the 60 70 range. Then you get Henderson in like the 80 90 range. And then yeah, you're right, it's like 120 130 for the next like everybody else. And you're like, I've never seen anything like that for a single position where it's like such a drop off and i mentioned it a little bit at the second base base position but it's even more uh of a of a gap jump like that between just like two three guys um so i personally like to get one of those top six because i feel like they are difference makers to where like even the top couple of second basemen i don't feel like are like true difference makers for your team outside of you know, 
if Mookie Betts still has second base eligibility for your for your league, maybe, right? But after that, we're just talking about like Altuve and Simeon. I mean, you can replace right, those yeah. bets, right? You can replace mm-hmm. those. The guys we're talking about up top here, Jose Ramirez, Machado, Devers, Riley, Arenado, these are like legit all-star superstar players. I left off one name because we're going to get to him next, and I want to get your thoughts on him. But these are legit superstars that can carry you in in your in your in your league and that's why they go in the first two rounds uh so i do really like getting this position early because those guys are so good up top all right let's dive on in here with mr bobby witt jr um i mean it's almost like a nascar name i feel like but Baseball, <laughs> it does sound like a good call. So, I mean, even though his not... dad was a baseball player, bro. Yeah, those exactly. Years. All those years on the dirt track, man. I just <laughs> go kart finally tore out. Uh, started running bases, but he was nothing short last year of amazing. Um, you know, 20 and 30. What more could you want? Oh, wait. Well, his. RBIs, he only had 80. His runs 82 and, and a 254 average. That leaves a little bit to be desired for uh, a, a former top pick. So between these two, you know, different categories and whatnot, or groupings of categories, does it make you hold off on drafting him? Or, you know, most sites have him going between mid-first and mid-second, so... What are your thoughts on uh, NASCAR Junior? <laughs> uh, I'm 100% all in on Mr. Bobby Witt Jr. No doubt about it. Listen, uh, the, the batting average will come up. This kid's a player. He's a great power-speed combo. Absolutely love him. Love the fact that he's also got eligibility at shortstop, so it gives you that added position flexibility um, between middle and corner infield as well. I just, you know, listen – he, he doesn't play on a great team, but he's a great player and he is a, he's developing even more. So I think that we see a nice upward trajectory for Mr. Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, listen, yeah, it, I, I saw him in a, in a 15 team draft champions league. I saw him get taken, you know, a little too early, like eighth overall. I thought that was a little high, yeah. you know, push him, push him to the back end of the first round for me, 12 team league. Yeah. Uh, 14 team league, 15 team league. Fine. You know, he's still in that, you know, to me, he's more of like that, you know, guy you grabbed like on the turn. So I would say, you know, 11 to 15, uh, is the range that I would put him in, but I, I would love to have him. That's why, you know, I kind of, yeah. kind of want to do some drafts, uh, you know, at them be at that back end, just so I can grab him and see, I think I did him doing a tout wars, uh, draft and hold league and uh and on the it's 15 teams on the wheel uh dan strafford got machado and bobby witt oh nice and i was like crap i was kind of hoping that Witt might creep around to me because i was picking 11th but damn yeah really it was like uh i mean that's a that's a sweet turn so yeah if you can grab yourself some bobby witt jr do it grab him love him Nice. Yeah, I've got the 12 in TGFBI, and if he's sitting there, it's going to be hard to pass on him. I do think the potential is there. Um, you know, he, he is going to still hurt you in those counting stats. As much as I think the, the Royals' offense is going to be a, a little bit more improved this season with Melendez, you know, another year under his belt, Wit another year under his belt, um, it, it still lacks the run-producing power overall. To have him hit, you know, 90-90, I think, you know, is his ceiling. He's probably still hovering in that 80 range for those. And that hurts you as, like, a first-round pick. You love the steals. You love the power. The average is going to bring you down. I do think there might be other guys that are just, I hate to say this word, safer in the first round than him. Yeah, he's probably he's probably got the higher ceiling than a lot of them. But in that first round, I feel like you can – you can lose in the first round. You're not going to win so much in the first round, but you can lose. And taking a guy like Witt, who's not, who might be more of a a two category good player, and then like a 
three category mediocre player that might hurt you if you take him that early yeah if he falls to the middle of the second round i'm all over it um because you know the runs and or not the runs the the home run and and you gotta steal, go stolen base potential there <laughs> is just too hard to pass up but middle of the first might be a little too high for me even back in first but I, I think he's a great player. I, I'm excited to see what he can do on the field this year. Um, yeah. We did mention Gunnar Henderson as we were talking about the ADP and kind of where things break off here. He's very polarizing to me. And, you know, this comes from as, as an O's fan, right? I mean, I want to see him do great things. But I wonder if his ADP is just a little too strong at this point. Yeah, he had a good cup of coffee last year in the majors. But, I mean... I feel like people want him to be great and like jump into that Bregman range. And that's why people, you see ADP on certain sites kind of creeping that way. Do you believe in that? I believe in the player. I do agree with you that he might be going a, you know, a, a round or two too high. I mean, listen, I think he's very, you know, very underrated in OBP leagues. I, I think he definitely has the potential of, of, of hitting a 340, 350. OBP. I mean, last year in the minors and, you know, and then, you know, coming up uh, for his cup of coffee, he had like a 380 OBP. So, you know, he's got good plate discipline. He's got some power. He's got some speed. You know, they're, they're, they're likely they, they might move him over and have him play some shortstop as well as what I'm hearing. So that could add multiplayer eligibility. Um, I, I think why he's being elevated as much is obviously, yes, everybody loves their shiny new toys when it comes to rookies. I'm, listen, I am a huge, I am a huge sucker. My Achilles heel is power hitting third baseman. Like rookie power hitting third baseman over the years has been like, I mean, I, I can go back to Adrian Beltry, uh, Garrett Atkins. I can talk about Hank Blaylock. Uh, you know, like all of these, like third baseman coming up in the oh, Eric Chavez, like all of these guys from like oh, wow. the nineties and up. And yeah. I just kept, I just kept getting them and everybody knew like in my auction league, they were like, ah, oh, you know, shit, Bender's going to want this guy. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bid and get into a bidding war with him on that. Some yeah. people were like, oh, I'm going to try and bid him up. And then, you know, usually I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. I'll just pay that extra dollar. Um, so I think, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with Henderson also. Uh, but I'll say this as well. We talk about the drop off because I have, I think I have Henderson like seventh in my rankings at third base. Uh, that's the, the drop off right afterwards is brutal. And so I think that some people kind of jump to Henderson because they look and they're like, Oh shit, Henderson's right there in my rankings. And Oh God, do I really want to get stuck? So let me take him now. Let me lock him in a little early. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing with him right now. Still going to be, I think, a, a great player overall. Yeah. I, he's eighth for me. It's, you know, it's it's the first six we mentioned, and then Bregman, and then Henderson for me. Um, so he's he's eighth. But, yeah, that, that gap between him and, like, the Muncie and the Jose Mirandas and the Eugenio Suarez. And, you know, you said Matt Chapman's name earlier, Ty France. Like, those guys are – they're fine. But if he's if they're your starting third baseman, you you might be having problems. So Henderson at least has that like allure of like having a, a like kind of a I don't know if you want to call it a breakout, but yeah, probably breakout type season. He could he has a higher ceiling than those guys. You know what you're going to get from Muncie and Suarez. It's going to be power low average most likely. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, man. No shift. Give me some Suarez late. Oh, yeah. I'll take I'll take that. Now that the nice, shift isn't nice happening, that hit. dude's a dead pull hitter. I mean, he can he can he can really bang it up the uh, up the line there. So I'm hoping that uh, that maybe he doesn't get crapped on as much batting average wise. Ooh, yeah, you're right. He was shifted on in like just about every single <laughs> at bat he had. Um, so interesting, interesting. Nice. All right. All right. So next guy we got here is uh, Mr. Cabrian Hayes. I you know just a few years ago, this guy was thought of as a top prospect. Injuries, you know, slowed him down a little bit. Um, we're still waiting on this power to come through. Maybe it won't ever. Um, but what are your thoughts on Kibrian Hayes? You know, kind of as more of a, a potential post-hype uh, sleeper. Which is easily my favorite term in all of fantasy sports. 
I love post-hype sleepers because, you know, so the, the masses just don't believe in them. Yeah. What? Uh, it came in and you know, it was like it was the, the, the smart, savvy player who withstood bad first seasons for Mike Trout, Aaron Judge. Yeah, I mean, how many guys have we seen come up and struggle? And then, you know, obviously you said the injury uh, also really kind of damaged it. I think Cabrian Hayes is a really good player. I like the fact that you can get some speed out of him. Uh, you know, from a, a position that really isn't notorious for speed, uh, mm-hmm. unless you're going to slide John Birdie in there, but really, no. Um, so I like that aspect that of him. <laughs> I think the power can come if he increases his launch angle. He needs to swing for power. That's yes. going to probably it's going to probably raise the strikeouts a little bit more more for him. But if he if he if he just alters his launch angle even just a little bit. I think he's got the potential of, uh, of of hitting well. Obviously, you're also going to need that on the road as opposed to home. Because, I mean, that ballpark right there, as gorgeous and beautiful as that ballpark in Pittsburgh is, it is um, – it's not a great hitter's ballpark. So, you know, but I like the kid. I like him. And I love the fact that you, you, he's like a free pick nowadays. Yeah. A free pick. Nobody grabs him anymore. Yeah, everyone's like – just afraid they don't they don't want to deal with what they've seen so far and i i don't i think his best days are way closer ahead of him than what he's shown so yeah he's a little older than i thought he's he's still he's he's 26 uh he just turned 26 actually so um but i i I would have thought he would have been i know 26 but Nah, dude, that's I, I would physical have he, prime right there. That's physical prime. I get it, prime. but I just, yeah. I, for well, some reason, thought you want him to he be. came up faster through the minors than that. He came in younger, but I guess he, he hovered in the minors for a lot longer than I remember. Um, yeah, I mean, he, his ADP right now is hovering around 200. Uh, freebie pick, why not? I mean, you know, if you're looking at, you know, middle corner infield at that point, you know, it it's him or like, you know, Anthony Rendon. I mean, does anybody really want him anymore? Like, uh, no, not really. He's he, wait, he's ranked like, that high? He, he's, he's ranked a little lower. <laughs> I uh, said the so. same thing to Bowden today about Rendon, and he was like, oh, well, I mean, listen, if he stays healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big if. Come on. If he stays healthy. Yeah. Oh, no. He <laughs> will not. But actually, will Rendon stay healthy? Guarantee both loses that one. Um. (laughs) No, but we talked about this about Rendon being a health guy, you know, health issue guy, and he really wasn't. He was one of those mirror, what the hell things. At least I'm pretty sure that's what we figured out maybe last year's show or something because we were talking about him, and it's like, well. No, yeah, he did he, have that. dude, he was so he was so consistent. He was always on the field for like five out of his first seven seasons. He was like on the field all year long. Yeah. Last three seasons, 52 yeah. games. Okay, I mean, that was the strike season. 58, or yeah, strike season, COVID game. season, whatever. And then 58, then 46. Yeah, so no. the last two years. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. The last so two it's, years. It's been bad. It's, fuck it. You don't want it. Yeah, but he's also been just been like, Give me haze, injuries. damn it. Like, he tries to play through injuries, and it like, and that hurts his stats the last few years, too. So I'm just out on him. Anyway, this wasn't supposed to be a talk about Anthony Rendon, but bonus talk. There sure you go, guys. Um, sure so uh, we talked about, you know, post post hype sleeper, maybe post hype breakout player. Brandon Drury did that, but like, Holy cow, that came out of absolutely nowhere. This guy wasn't even drafted last season. People picked him up for free. Busted out for 28 home runs. You know, a 263 average overall, which is pretty solid. 87 and 87 for running RBI. Like, what? <laughs> Where? Now, granted, it feels like nobody believes in it. And I kind of understand why. Because his ADP is in, like, the you know, around 180, if not lower for some sites. How do you believe in Brandon Drury at all this season now that he's with the Angels? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think the Angels brought him in. The Angels brought him in as an insurance policy, right? Because Rendon doesn't stay healthy mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, and, and they might need him to, uh, to to play a little bit. But I just, yeah, it to me, no, it's not. 
it's it's just not gonna happen again. And I think that you know, I I think it's smart. You know, this it's like a moment like this. Like if I saw Brandon Drury and I saw his ADP was inside the top one hundred, I'd be pissed off at the world. I would. I'd be like grabbing people and shaking them uh, and slapping them silly just to be like, what is wrong with you? Like that's that's like the classic fantasy trap. The guy does absolutely phenomenally last year. So you know that that's going to be exactly what he's going to do this year. And the, and the herd kind of does and it just doesn't happen. So. I mean, look at Brandon Drury's just his overall track record as a player. This isn't like some young spring chicken we're talking about. This isn't the guy who's in his physical prime. This is a guy whose kids are in their physical prime at this point in time. <laughs> he's only thirty. It's not too bad, but yeah, it's uh. Yeah, he's got it, six. I don't. Kids. I don't believe it at all. I, last year was just <laughs> he had them absolutely nuts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> <this> goddamn <laughs> fucking machine back then. Now um, comes right. to the big leagues, and he's you like, drafted him for his super sperm then. Exactly. Right? Not now. Forget it. How do you think he learned to bat so well? <laughs> oh my gosh, this show has gone <laughs> off the rails. It always does. Um, it's just a matter of when. Mark Damn it up. Timestamp Laplante forty nine twelve is when uh, the show went off the rails. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel you, Howard, and, and I I mentioned him only because I was actually shocked that the masses haven't chased it as much as they have. And maybe it's because early ADP is is primarily, you know, like NFBC and more like industry, you know, really top players that, that set that early ADP. And so maybe, <laughs> you know, people have just figured out, oh, okay, well, well, yeah, last year was cool, but Everybody else doesn't think it, so maybe I shouldn't think it either. And instead of just being like, well, no, screw that. He hit 28 bombs last year. Like, I'm going to follow that. I feel like if it was fantasy football and, like, a running back came out of nowhere and just, like, ran for, like, 1,200 yards and, like, 10 touchdowns, we'd be like, God, grabs him in the second round. <laughs> and everybody would just do it. But uh, they haven't done it with this guy. But, I mean, like, there's a lot of baseball players that people do that with as well. So it's more of a shock to see his ADP – as low as it is, um, you do see some sites though where it is in the one fifties, you know. So careful. I'm not going much. Like I wouldn't hate to have him as like a bench utility, you know, depth guy if if it came down to it. But as somebody, I'd be like hoping that would reproduce his stats last year. No, you got to really look at what his. His skill set is it isn't what it was last year. He got super, super lucky in my opinion. It I just do not believe he reproduces anything close to what he did last year. Um, all right, so that is it for the third base position. Except we got to get your late favorite late round target or targets, yeah, Howard. It's Brandon Drury. Come on. No. <laughs> I Where mean, have you been the last 20 psych! minutes? The last few minutes? We were just kidding, guys. No, just kidding. Uh, I want to I, – I, so I don't I don't really have a good third base late round sleeper. The guy I'm watching right now is Yoan Moncada. I just want to mm. see what he looks like during the spring. Um, you know, the injuries got him last year, and that was, you know – that was a problem. He had he had dropped some weight. They had talked about running him more. Um, he was a big stolen base guy when he you know first when he came up through the um, through the Red Sox organization. He was a big stolen base guy back then. So I feel like he wanted to get back at it. I'm just if I'm sitting there and I and I've got you know significant depth on my roster. Like, you know if my my roster is good and my bench is you know I got a healthy sized bench. Then I might take a, a late round stab at Moncada just to see what happens. Um, you know, just like a last ditch effort. And if he doesn't hey, listen, if he doesn't pan out within like the first couple of weeks of the season, then he's an easy drop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he yeah. he's one I've I've never been a huge fan of. He had, couple, he, he had a couple years in a row my... where it was like, oof, but 
the last you're speaking my language brutal. though howard you got any more white socks you know later <laughs> on, <pretty sure laughs> talk about? oh you know what man well you, you if you had me on for first base outfield we could have talked to andrew vaughn yeah we did talk about andrew him vaughn. yeah us and uh eric cross yeah we love us some eric we love uh, andrew we, vaughn yes we so, do aj who is your third base late round target i mean i do like Moncada, but he, he kind of burned me a couple of different times but uh i still think he he's worth a shot too um i mean you mentioned him earlier too uh john birdie fuck it just for the steals cheap steals <laughs> it's like yeah. why not he's just got to get on the field in the beginning of the season we don't know where that's going to be if it's going to yeah. be so that's that's the problem but he's an injury away from just running wild again <laughs> yeah yeah I had fun having him on my roster and saving my steel ratio, my, my steel totals last year. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> I had zero beforehand, like and then I had real weeks. The weeks <laughs> that you awesome. and I played, I was like, "Fucking John Birdie, God, this guy!" <laughs> I think I knocked you out in the playoffs because of John Birdie. Thanks. <laughs> Did yeah. the matchup not matter though? I won the league last year, so obviously mattered. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Our league, the Fantasy Six Pack League, absolutely, I won. I've won three years in a row. Get away from me. <laughs> Go check the record books. I don't know. I don't know. Stamp it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm Bye. looking at you know a couple of different guys here, and and one is Josh Young, um, Texas Rangers. You know, he's been a, a prospect for a while that. It came up last year and did, it did pretty well. Batting average was was bad, so you really need to see his strikeouts improve drastically. But, you know, I he never struck out quite to the clip that he did in the majors last year in, in the 26 games. I mean, it was up at 38%. He's never been higher than 28% before. So I do expect that to come down. Uh, it won't be great, but he does have tremendous power. And so I really like that potential there. And I think the batting average obviously goes up because he won't strike out at almost a 40% clip. So the other guy here is another young guy, Brendan Donovan, uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I, you know, everybody likes the other third baseman for, for them, you know, slash outfielder in Jordan Walker. But um, I just don't know when he actually gets the call up. Everybody wants it to be soon, but we know the Cardinals don't typically do that if they're comfortable with who they have. And I think they are comfortable with who they have. Um, so Brendan Donovan uh, is also a, a pretty good player there that is going to play quite a bit. He, he's second base in outfield, but I think he is eligible at third base as well. Um, so he's a guy who, you know, he, good batting average, doesn't strike out a lot, walks a ton. So OEP leagues like, hello, go get him. You know, power isn't really going to be like tremendous for him, but you know he's he's a he's a, just a solid overall player for you who isn't going to kill you in, in any one category, in my opinion. So uh, I like I like Josh Young a little bit better, but but Brandon Donovan is is another uh, another guy that that I could target as well late late in drafts, very late by the way. <laughs> um, so right going away. back to that uh, season last year, uh, yes, I was I was incorrect. You did win because your finals matchup ended in a five-five tie, and you happened to be the two seed facing off against the five. So, point so, to you. Still a win. <laughs> still and a win. And what's even funnier? I'm just, I'm just laying the, it out there. The Show reason me. why it was a tie. It was against Jonathan Chan. I dropped. Wait, are you talking football or baseball? He I smoked John... me, Pete? Yes. Oh, fuck. He changed his name. I <laughs> dropped <laughs> Jeremy Springs for um, the Reds' Lodolo, who yeah, he who dropped. I dropped. No, not you. No, I dropped him a while back. Oh, time. but Jonathan must have picked him up, and then Jonathan dropped him. Yeah. So I dropped Springs. He dropped Lodolo. I pick up Lodolo. He picks up Springs. The reason why I win is because of strikeouts and quality starts. From Lodolo. Something that Springs didn't get many of last year. And Lodolo did, especially down the stretch. 
So it was like I, I message I message Jonathan afterwards. I was like, "Thanks for the uh, thanks for the trade that you didn't actually intend to do." <laughs> Got me my win. Oh, you're so, welcome. But I will so, be I will get crushed this year because you know three of my four keepers are no longer eligible as keepers Acuna, and so it'll be fun to kind of rebuild. But hey, I took my three year in a row, and I'll, I'll uh, and you'll never see another one. My bank my bank account looks good <laughs> from you guys. Thank you so much. So that being said, uh, Howard. Uh, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you want to let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and, and what you got going on this uh, this draft season and beyond. Uh, right here on the screen at Roto Buzz Guy on Twitter. You can hear me on the Fantasy Alarm Show, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Channel 87, you can find me uh, in the New York Post uh, every weekend now for some fantasy baseball articles and the Fantasy Alarm MLB Draft Guide. 100% free. Just go over to fantasyalarm.com and find it right there on the homepage and in the menus, and uh, you're in. Thanks so much for having me, guys, man. Always a pleasure to get a chance to hang with you. Yeah, Absolutely, Howard. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate your uh, contribution as always. Have a good night, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. You too. Have a good night, man. Uh, so, all right, man. So, AJ, I think that is it for the show. Next week, let me check the docket. I know we're doing short stops, but I got to check who the guest is. I totally blanked on it. Uh, it is Matt Williams. Matt Williams. So, yeah, looking forward yes. to having him back on. Um, great guy, great guest, uh, smart as hell. So looking forward to see what he has to say about the shortstop position. And with that being said, we will uh, call it a night. And we are under an hour. Hell yeah. First time in a long ass time. Peace, guys. Cheers. <laughs>